This week's Cloudcast is brought to you by Momentum SI. Whether you want to migrate applications to the cloud, transform to enable DevOps, gain insight from big data, or accelerate your agile development, Momentum SI's strategy, consulting, and hands-on expertise can help you get there faster and with greater success. Check them out at MomentumSI.com. And now, on to the show. Cloudcast Media presents... From the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome back to the Cloudcast, coming to you live from the studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, summer holidays are over, and we're, we're you know sunburned and, and back to talking about building better applications, building better APIs. Aaron, uh, another show with you and me. Welcome back, man. Yeah, I know it, it. It doesn't sound like me, but I promise this is me. I'm, I'm recovering from a nice uh, July Fourth holiday cold. Yeah, you, you, you sound you sound terrible. We'll uh, we'll try and keep it. We'll try and keep you to a minimum uh, as much as your voice goes. I know you were you were doing webinars and stuff. Uh, What's your what's your travel schedule look like? Because you're traveling a bunch. What what sort of events are you going to these days? Yeah, so um, it's actually going to be really interesting. the The next um, month or so gets kind of quiet, uh, and then we head into, of course, the VM world and fall storms, if you will. Of once VM world hits, and then man, it's a bunch of shows after that. Probably AWS reinvent. Uh, CloudStack collab, OpenStack Summit, may end up doing um, some VMware VMware vForums. Uh, Going to be kind of all over the place and all over the world uh, this fall, without a doubt. Okay, very cool. So take care of yourself, so you're not uh, you're not getting anybody sick. And uh, I'm going. You've to- got some travel coming up, like tomorrow, right? Yeah, I'm going to AWS Summit tomorrow, and uh, I'm kind of not not 100 changing jobs. I'm kind of taking taking on some new stuff that's more developer centric. So I'm I'm doing AWS Summit uh, tomorrow. I'll be out at OzCon. Uh, I'll be at MesosCon, which is sort of new distributed applications and uh, a bunch of places like that. And I'll be at VMworld, and um, so hopefully get to meet some new people and and uh, and do a bunch of stuff and. Speaking of which, um, kind of a very cool guest tonight, uh, founder of, of Blue Jazz Consulting, author, developer, uh, James Higginbotham. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. We were, uh, we were talking a little bit before, and we'll get into this, about the book you were writing. Um, there's some very cool stuff that you're doing that we want to we dive into. Um, I, I guess first and foremost, um, you know, you, your company does a lot of different things, um, Everything's sort of driven around building better applications in a lot of different ways, whether it's helping people do SaaS platforms, creating APIs. Um, yeah, give, give us some of your background. How, how did you get to the point where, um, you know, I mean, applications are a lot of times very unique. How did you get to the point where you're helping people, whether it's driving APIs, SaaSifying applications? What, what's some of your background? How did you get to this point? Sure. Uh, so I started consulting a little over 15 years ago. My first professional job was in a consulting company. Uh, not a typical large-scale consulting company like you might picture, but uh, basically a software development shop. And they were starting out on uh, a new venture. They were kind of coming out of the client server days into the client networking and, and into the Internet. And we're looking for some developers to kind of join up and uh, take, at that time, it was Java out to the enterprise and help companies 
get their data and out to the web and, and build applications from there. And it just progressed over the years, uh, building more and more web applications. And then in the early 2000s, started going into SOAP and SOA and other things. And, uh, and then progressed off and on uh, both with large companies as well as startups. So I, I started getting a taste of, of startups as we started seeing things uh, ramp up in Austin in the mid to late 90s. And I uh, really, really enjoyed it. Ended up starting a couple companies myself and, uh, and then went back into consulting. And when I did, I, I ended up getting to the point where I decided that for me to be able to do what I really wanted to do, I needed a little bit more freedom than working for uh, someone else uh, so that I could uh, handpick some startups that I really, really had interest in and I could come in and, and really work with what they were doing. Uh, the other day, I sat down and, and realized that uh, I had probably launched over 50 products over my career uh, between internal IT applications as well as public-facing products. Wow, that's that's yeah. very very extensive stuff. It's it's uh, Aaron. It reminds me a little bit of of talking to George Reese, who you know has been on the show a bunch of times. Uh, you know, programming background and built some companies, figured out some stuff that he needed for his companies, then turned it into turned it into a business. Very API centric. Um, you guys, you know, one of the things that you talk about, and we were talking about this before the show, um, you're in the process of, of writing a book and, and, and publishing a book, sort of called a practical approach to APIs, very, very focused around REST API design and, and more modern types of APIs. You, you, know, you talked about SOAP and things like that. Tell us, tell us about the book. Tell us about, you know, what, what do you, when you're talking developers, what's the, you know, what are the high level things that are, that are really important? What are the things that you try and stress all the time? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Keith Casey's my co-author. He was a former, uh, developer evangelist for Twilio and he and I both live in Austin and we're both talking about, uh, API development. And I come from a background of, of lots of service delivery. He had a background in that, but was working a lot with API design and realized that we were really working on essentially the same book. Uh, I was working on the tail end of what he had planned for his table of contents. And so we combined our efforts and uh, we chose to publish it through LeanPub, which is a great way to do that and has allowed us to iteratively work on the book and release chapters as we're able and uh, get the information out there as early as possible. Yeah, and, and uh, tell everyone a little bit more about that, the LeanPub process, because it's actually really fascinating. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I had, had just recently stumbled onto it before we started using it for the book. Uh, they have a process uh, by which they, they provide uh, the mechanism to do all of the e-commerce. They do all of the sales. They only take 10% uh, off the top and give the author 90%. Uh, but it's up to the author to do a lot of the marketing. They do, you know, they feature your book. They have a top ten list and some other things. Uh, but primarily, it's up to you to do your own marketing. But you write the book in Markdown. Uh, you push it out to Dropbox and then tell them when to generate a new preview until you get it to where you want it and it looks looks satisfactory to you. And then you can publish a new version, and uh, and then it becomes available and live on their site. Anytime you do an update to the book. Uh, you publish a new version, any of your uh, customers who previously purchased the book are sent an email update very much like some of the other publishers are doing electronically uh, through their own through their own systems. But it allows anyone to publish a, a book that they want, and then you can team up with other authors on the site and create bundled copies, which we've done as well, so that you can cross-market your book. 
Oh, that's 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 very very cool. I mean the whole the whole paradigm of getting away from you know fixed things that are written, whether it's documentation or books or or you know things along those lines is 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 good. Uh, it's great when you don't have to think about oh I have to do a completely different revision and that whole process again. You can just kind of keep pushing stuff as you go. So that's cool. So uh, book publishing aside, what's in the what's in the guts of the book? When you you know you're 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 talking we were talking about you know you're at hackathons, you're doing developer events, you're working with people. Like, what are the key things that, that as you're talking about APIs, especially REST more open APIs, what's, what, what do people have to unlearn? What do they have to learn? What are the most important things in there um, that they really got to kind of learn from your experience and, um, and your co-author's experience? Sure. Uh, so a, a lot of what we have to do is, is kind of cut through the noise, and that's really why we titled the book A, a Practical Approach. API design because we really were struggling with uh, all of the noise that's out there. There's, you know, the past history of, of how we used to build APIs. There's just kind of the put it together and bolt on an API and just kind of make it work uh, to a variety of, of different uh, standards and thoughts and practices within the REST community about how things should look. And what we really wanted to do is dig through that noise and give you one central place where you can understand about APIs if you've never done anything with them before, to understanding how to cut through the noise and dig into just the core essence of what it takes to build an API, to understand about REST principles and patterns. And funny enough, a lot of developers uh, over the years have used a lot of frameworks where it's abstracted them away from things like simply HTTP. So we're needing to come, come back and revisit HTTP and, and distill that down to something that's digestible by a developer who doesn't have a lot of time, who, who you know, has deadlines to hit and needs to get through and uh, either get uh, you know, an API built for their existing product or, or you know, start delivering a, a new product uh, that's a, a complete API into itself. Interesting. And, and you've, got, you've got people who, like you said, what they're delivering sometimes is they're accessing stuff via an API and that's, you know, they're accessing the product. In other cases, the, the API is the product. Is that... Yeah, are you seeing that more and more? Uh, we are. We are, actually. And um, a lot of the book really focuses on the, uh, the beginning of it talks about the business side of it, the various business models and strategies, case studies about how people are using it. So anyone who is uh, maybe non-technical but has a business background as uh, an executive or a VP and they're trying to figure out what to do with their product or what APIs are all about, the beginning of the book really addresses that and is targeted toward them as well. And then as you go through, you start seeing more and more technically about how to transition perhaps an existing product you have and to look at it in a different way, to find those business capabilities that you may not realize are there and to look beyond really just seeing database tables and models in your code to really seeing ways to build APIs that people can leverage all the hard work you put into it. Because as you know, any kind of application, uh, other than just the, the, the very, very trivial ones, have some, something in there that's going to be valuable to someone. And how to bring that out and build an API that developers will love is really, really important in what we focus on and, and talk about throughout the whole book and the process to do that. Yeah. Now, as you're talking to people, and, and, and that's one of the things I know, you know, we've, we've, kind of scratch the surface on APIs before we talk to, you know, guys like Sam Ramji who, who works for Apogee and they build sort of frameworks for APIs. And, and that's always one of the things that he talked about a lot was, you know, API sort of becomes the, I don't want to say the currency of, of people's business, but in a lot of cases, it's, it's how people are going to interact with your business. It's how they 
uncover value in data or how they uncover value in interacting with you, do, do you find the audience that you're talking to is is becoming more of a mix of, of business people and technical people? Or are you having to kind of teach the technical people how to go translate a conversation for the business folks? Or what's, what's the audience tend to be these days? It, it's actually quite a, a broad mixture of, of, of an audience. We, we have been we have been really focused on a variety of, of, of people. The first group are uh, business executives or uh, those in charge of strategy or product owners that are hearing a lot about APIs and trying to understand what they're about. And they, they hear them through various business journals, CIO, CTO articles, uh, you know, learning a little bit about them, but they don't quite understand it. And we kind of coach them through that process of what it really takes to understand what an API can do for a business and, and transform the business. And then we also have developers that are being uh, kind of drawn into this, this, uh, this new wave of APIs. I mean, APIs have been around for a long, long time, sure. right? And we know that we were using them for standalone components in our applications, whether they were desktop or web. But, uh, but now with, with the growth of mobile, I think there's a lot of discussion around how do we take a lot of our core code and make it available so that people can use it and integrate it with their own applications. And so we, we do speak to a, a mixed group and, uh, and it actually spans all the way down to, to a variety of folks on the day to day, you know, a mixed team of QA and, and business analysts, program managers and, and the like. Cool. And, and James for, I mean, of course, other than purchasing the book for the, we have a lot of our audience who is kind of new to all of this and is really, probably one of the biggest things they're trying to figure out is where and how to get started. Um, what would be some of your recommendations for somebody that asked that question? Um, I, I think the first thing is to really uh, look at first where your product is and then where it's headed and, and then begin to understand and dig in a little bit further about what APIs are, educate yourself about what people are doing. And, and I really, encourage uh, business executives and product owners, founders, uh, entrepreneurs in particular to start looking at some of the case studies that are out there. I mean, we have case studies that go back quite a ways with, with Amazon and uh, Amazon Web Services. We have Twitter and Netflix. Um, and, but there's a lot of others uh, people aren't aware of with Best Buy and, and Walgreens and others that uh, really demonstrate how you can take your business and really look at it from a completely different perspective. And then once you do that, then it's a matter of really digging in and understanding the various business models and business strategies that come up. And, uh, and that will really open your eyes and, and looking at case studies, will do part of that. Part of that is just kind of studying some of the other, um, publications that are out. There's articles, uh, around talking about different business models and, and, uh, around API specifically, and, uh, and that means really looking at what you're doing today and asking yourself, what is it that we do? How could we leverage developers and reach developers, access a whole new market of people that might want to tap into what we do on a daily basis, and, uh, and then be able to grow the business in that way? And so it, it really just takes some creative thinking and just some education to get up to speed on it. Yeah, and I, and I got to imagine that there's a certain amount of, you, you probably do, of educating people of, of what sorts of you know, what sorts of data sources are out there accessible via APIs? So, 
you know, you start realizing like census data is available and, you know, the weather channel makes an API available and, um, you know, things along those lines. And if you go, oh, I'm in the, you know, you're in the, you're in the car selling business. If you understand weather patterns, hmm, that might actually work out well if you're selling on weekends. If you're in the amusement park business and you want to know about, you know, how to advertise, you know, pricing because you understand weather trends or like you start to put those things together and you go, boy, if I, if I knew things 10% better, I had access to that huge amounts of data. I could, you know, crunch some of those numbers and then plug it in with what I'm doing in the rest of my product. Um, things start to become sort of interesting and you realize how much of that information is programmably accessible. Uh, but it might not be immediately sort of, sort of second nature to people. Do you, do you find that comes into play to a certain extent or is it a lot of times just focusing on their product? Uh, it's split. Um, oftentimes they, they go hand in hand. So when we're looking at current business capabilities and trying to understand what kind of APIs they can deliver, oftentimes we'll look and say, Oh, well, if we take a look at some of these APIs, like you had mentioned that give us different data sources, different intelligence, and we can enrich what we have, then our capabilities of what we can expose either in our core product or as in our, into our API and develop a, a completely separate first-class product that's just purely an API that both our existing product uses as well as any kind of third party can use. Uh, we can enrich the data, enrich the behavior, and do some really interesting things. One of the clients that I recently consulted for was in that space. They were in the commercial insurance space, and they were focused on uh, a lot of, uh, of data enrichment because that 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 industry just really begs for just infusing a lot of newer technology into the space and getting a lot more intelligence out there. So we were looking at a variety of APIs and data sources to enrich their own uh, partner API that they were producing as well as their own product. And so they do, they do go hand in hand and often one feeds the other. You either start looking at APIs that you want to consume and then realize your eyes begin to open up to, oh, well, we could do something similar to that in our own market or perhaps you're looking at an API product initiative first, and then you start seeing all the ways to enrich it and, and really make it even better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you're kind of helping out the, these clients and are they building from scratch or are they using packages that are out there and evolving them to their own needs? Uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, how they're actually doing this today. Uh, so it's, a, it is a mixture. Uh, the majority of the people that I work with, are building from the ground up. So it's greenfield development. It's oftentimes a brand new software as a service, a startup that has an idea. They have some funding and they're trying to get something out there. Uh, however, there are other customers that they have legacy systems and perhaps they're built with SOA architectures with SOAP and ESBs and other technologies that are, that are in place that just do not translate to modern developer vernacular. Modern developers don't or can't use it. Uh, we, we don't want to uh, or can't get access to these SOAP services inside their firewalls. And so they're looking at ways to, to actually build out APIs from something they already have in place currently. Interesting. And so a lot of the times, you know, we're sort of switch gears a little bit, but you know, when you're, when you're helping folks roll out SaaS applications, you know, you, you talked about some of the kind of well-known names, the Netflix and the Twitters and so forth. And then you were talking about, you know, insurance companies, you know, not sort of super what people would think of as, as cutting edge technology. 
for those kind of for those kind of companies that aren't Netflix or or Twitter, do you see them? Uh, you know, starting from scratch, you know, sort of saying, hey, look, um, you know, if we want to do a, a modern insurance application to compete with a Geico or uh, or anybody else who's who's kind of living in that world, or do you see them kind of trying to evolve something else and having to reach, you know, legacy data sources or or things along those lines? So what, what like what do you tend to see outside of the startup world when you're when you're dealing with corporations? Are they kind of saying, I've got to spin something out, think differently? Or are they trying to sort of muddle through how to how to evolve something that exists? Uh, many of the uh, larger companies that I've worked with are really trying to do a number of things. They develop they're trying to develop an internal initiative where they look at their new API as an enterprise wide API rather than siloed across all their systems, and they're trying to unify it. And then they want to use. Um, tools and technologies to help them do transformation. So they'll ad- often adopt API management or API middleware tools to then try to transform and, and get those internal services converted over to uh, RESTful APIs that allow them to get out quickly. But they oftentimes want to do it right. They know that this is going to be a long-term investment. So they will find areas where they, they need to focus on from scratch kind of environments. Uh, and then other times they'll use technologies to get things out, and they'll they'll try to find that fine line between them so that they can get to market quickly. They can solve their problems. Oftentimes their problems are driven internally by the need for mobile applications. That's more often than not the primary driver for the larger organizations. They need to get mobile applications out. All of their systems are not designed to reach outside the firewall, let alone to mobile devices that have limited battery, limited CPU, limited network, and can deal with those kinds of circumstances and still deliver a great experience to anyone that's working with them and consuming them. Yeah, no, that, that makes a ton of sense, especially the mobile stuff, because, you know, as, as we've got a guy who does a podcast that talks about mobile, and, and the, the conversation there focused on all the time is is sort of unlocking new business engagements, unlocking new business sort of models in some cases. And so, yeah, that, that makes a ton of sense. It's, you know, it's enabling the sales guy, enabling the, the, uh, the medical practitioner, enabling the, you know, insurance claims guy who now goes on site or they want to, you know, they want to let you take pictures of your car or something when it, when it breaks down and, and send it to the claims agent or something, which is obviously totally different than they did in the past. Do you guys, as you, as you're dealing with, with the mobile stuff, I mean, the, the mobile frameworks are, are, you know, in some cases similar, but, you know, you've got Apple that just came out with Swift and you've got, uh, you know, what, what, um, what Android does. And I mean, like how, how different is that from a development perspective or API perspective than what you've done traditionally around web applications? How much, how much relearning is that for you and, and how much relearning is that for, for your clients? Uh, there's definitely uh, a learning curve on both sides to come up to speed on those things. Uh, thankfully, I've been involved with it for quite a while, so we kind of know the nuances of what to look for and what to what to avoid on those platforms. And and like you said, we have things like Swift coming out that that then as soon as they come out, we have to jump on board with that and maybe start backporting or start building in that in that uh, new language and then start moving things over as we have time to do it. Uh, but it, it is definitely a learning curve for a lot of organizations and groups because they're used to just being able to push things out to the web, and it just works everywhere. You deal with the nuances of the browsers, but overall, things just work. And uh, and and 
the interactions, the use cases are different. So we really have to drive everybody back to, and we encourage this with the API design as well in our book, is we have to drive a lot of people back to the old way of doing things, of, of modeling, of actually spending some time thoughtfully considering how people are going to use things because the context of, of the mobile devices is much different than the web. And what they want to do may require a different set of APIs or different functionality. Uh, and then, of course, on the, on the front end, the, the design of, of limited space and limited network at times and on again, off again, network availability and, and battery and other things. Uh, there's a lot of things to consider. So it requires a lot more thought to go into that, definitely. And, and you know, for folks that, that may want to dig into the book, you know, above and beyond engaging with you and so forth, does, is the book pretty, pretty broad in terms of, um, you know, everything from, you know, data access methods to authentication methods to how to do security and, uh, you know, how to think about when certain APIs work for other things? I mean, is it, do you feel like it's, it's pretty broad or does it tend to focus on certain areas? Because I have to imagine if you're mixing kind of a business challenge in with a technology challenge, you're going to have a mixed audience. You're going to have the security crowd. You're going to have the crowd that has to deal with, you know, who's going to access this and how do I authenticate them and, and all those other sort of things. Or do you tend to focus on certain aspects of the API uh, sort of practicality, if you will? Well, uh, the, the book is really focused on getting you from the idea of understanding APIs to how to, to build a design. However, we are dealing with a number of, of additional concepts in the book. And it's from our experience in actually doing the delivery that we're trying to bring in as much of that as possible. Uh, and, and we're doing that through a number of different mechanisms. One is, as we take you through the design, we help you transition into implementation. We help you look at security. We help you look at deployment as well. Um, I, I do have a background in deploying to uh, public cloud platforms pretty often with a lot of the APIs that I build as well as you know, projects prior to that that were just standard uh, SaaS or, or B2B applications. Uh, so as a result, trying to find some of those patterns that really work well in the, in the deployment aspect, what, what things to consider when you're taking those, uh, taking those APIs out and deploying them, uh, as well as security and dealing with OAuth and, and what to use and what not to use. Uh, there are so many decisions to build, a, to build an API. You look at it and you think, oh, that looks pretty easy. Just do a couple of, of calls using get and post and put and I've got it, no problem. But there is just a breadth all the way across how to do it, all the way to actually marketing and trying to gain developer adoption. And so we're trying to touch on all of those to some extent, but I would imagine we're going to have follow-on books that will cover some of these other topics in more detail. But we do want the book to be rounded enough that anyone picking it up from a business executive all the way to a developer to ops can at least have some sort of insight into what they need to look at, what things maybe to avoid, some best practices and patterns and, and so on. Interesting. No, I, I, it's interesting, especially that you mentioned things like you know, how, to, how to market your API because I think you know, even before when, when we were doing a lot of shows about cloud and we were talking about people transforming IT and what they were doing, you know, one of the big things that – a lot of times the IT groups would miss was, you know, how do I, how do I market that I have a, a new service that's, you know, easily consumable for my end users. And, and, you know, people kind of forget that you've got to tell people it's out there. You've got to make it easy to find, easy to consume. And, um, so that's, 
it's it's encouraging that you've got it in there. It's interesting that it's you know it's not something I think that a lot of people would necessarily think of. So that's that's very very cool. Um, Aaron, the, you know, as we've been shifting the show, it's uh, it's been interesting to sort of see how the topics we're talking about have shifted very quickly from uh, IT centric and, and ops centric to, to more and more of the people that we're talking to are focused on the business. They're focused on the top line of things. It's it's uh, it's it's interesting to sort of see the other side of the world, which is, I think, exactly what we've been sort of hoping to explore. And uh, so, I don't know, are you, are you seeing sort of similar as, as we talk to a new audience set? Yeah, absolutely. It's for, for me, it's really been very eye opening of, you know, it's, it, I felt like a lot of the times we were kind of solving some problems here and there, but I don't necessarily know we were necessarily providing benefits <laughs> to organizations at times. And it seems like, well, a lot of these new topics and trends is really approaching it more so from what is the benefit to a business? Because at the end of the day, that, 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 application, that service, you know, what are the benefits to internal users or external users? And that's really at the end of the day, what this is all about. Yep. Yep. So James, right. One, one sort of last question before we let you go. And, and as much, I guess, as you can sort of talk about, you know, we, we, you've obviously been doing this for a long time. We're hearing more and more people sort of, you know, software defined software is eating the world, software is changing business models. Any, any cool examples that you can talk about without maybe laying out who your, your client may have been of, of how, you know, using a new application, sort of a new way of, of rolling out software is, is sort of changed their business or they've gotten into new aspects of, of, a, of a market that they, they couldn't reach before? Uh, well, I, I think uh, the, the commercial insurance startup was, was one that was quite interesting. Um, they, they actually, we combined a number of things into their architecture to enable them to, to do some things pretty quickly. We utilized APIs to actually build out their core business capabilities. Uh, we used public cloud, Amazon Web Services specifically, to allow them to get their application deployed. And we utilized a, a few different techniques inside the deployment model, you know, blue-green deployments and things like Chef and CloudFormation um, and, and things like that to enable them to get things out quickly as well. And uh, it's making a lot of opportunities within the commercial insurance market possible that weren't possible previously due to their siloed nature. And, uh, and we're looking forward to uh, seeing this, this company kind of emerge into its own in that way. I'm also seeing some interesting things happening within Austin, uh, in particular in the Internet of Things and, and using uh, uh, APIs uh, and some of the new emerging standards that are coming out to really drive a lot of a uh, lot of different areas from uh, home automation and lighting to industrial uses. So, so that's been it's been really interesting to see those kinds of things come up lately, and a lot of it's driven by both, as you said, sort of this focus on the business side, and and then the the combination of cloud and and APIs and mobile to really really extend the reach of software beyond what we've seen in the past. And, uh, and it's, it's making for some exciting times for sure. Interesting. Very, very cool stuff. Well, listen, um, I, this has been, this has been good. This has been really interesting. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll put links in the show notes to the, to the book and, and to the things you guys are working on. Um, you know, and, and hopefully at some point we can, we can have you back to talk, start talking about some of this internet of, of things stuff and kind of the reality of, of what's behind it for folks that, that want to follow your, where you're going to be, what's the best way to engage with you and, 
um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, come pick your brain or, or work with the services that you deploy? Uh, sure. Yeah. So if you want to reach me, uh, the best way, uh, I have a, I have a website that's under launch any launch com, and I have the same Twitter handle launch any is my Twitter handle. So those are the best two ways to reach me. And, uh, you can find links to the book from there as well, uh, as well as other, other articles that I've been writing and, and other things that I'm doing there as well. Very cool. Very cool. Well, yeah, folks, absolutely go out, uh, go look for the book, uh, a good uh, $20 spent, especially if you're in this space, like a lot of folks trying to figure it out, trying to, uh, you know, be a better, uh, technologist for your business and, uh, or, you know, potentially launch a, a cool new idea. Um, uh, Aaron, you want to take us home and uh, wrap it up for the night? Sure. Absolutely. If you like the show, please tell a friend or leave us a review on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at the cloudcast net or on the web at the cloudcast.net where you can find links to everything cloudcast. Thank you very much, James. And thank you everybody for listening. Have a good week.